Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. Coming right up later this month is Fair Use Week. In 2019, it will run from February 25th to March 1st. Anyone who uses the internet would benefit from knowing what we legally can and cannot do with materials that we come across online. We've probably all heard of copyright, but not everyone is as familiar with fair use. Fair use is one of the ways that the rights of users is balanced with the rights of copyright owners in the U.S. In Canada and some other countries, it's referred to as fair dealing. In the U.S., Article I, Section 8 of the Constitution instructs Congress, quote, to promote the progress of science and useful arts by securing for limited times to authors and inventors the exclusive rights to their respective writings and discoveries, end quote. The idea that the founders had was to set up a balanced social contract between the creators of intellectual materials and the users of those materials. The intent is that after, quote, limited times, all materials will wind up in the public domain so that anyone can use those materials to create more new materials or in any other way that they wish. A lot of people feel these days that balance has gotten skewed toward the interests of copyright holders and away from the rights of users in quite a substantial way. That is the subject for a very long discussion for some other day. In our digital era, when everything seems to be available on the internet, it's sometimes difficult to remember that, unless specifically noted otherwise, everything created from 1924 on in the U.S., including everything that's on the web, is probably copyrighted. And that is absolutely true of anything created after 1978. In fact, as of January 1st of this year, for the first time in 20 years, new materials, materials copyrighted in 1923, will become part of the public domain. Materials copyrighted after 1923, however, are a different story. Many people have found this out to their detriment, from people who downloaded copyrighted music to people who printed an excerpt of something on their blog that they took from somewhere else without permission and then got a disturbing threat of a lawsuit from a copyright owner. The case of the famous Dancing Baby on YouTube is one such example, as is the case of the documentary movie that was held back from release for almost a year because there was a single Bob Dylan poster on a college dorm wall where an interview took place. There are thousands of other examples. Fair use provides a bit of balance for users. Fair use enables people to use copyrighted material in limited cases without the copyright holder's permission. There is no checklist of specific situations that determines if something is fair use. Instead, there's a general fair use test that judges use in court consisting of four factors. The purpose and character of the use. For example, is it non-commercial? Is it educational? Is it commercial? The nature of the work. Is it fiction or non-fiction? Is it purely reference material, etc.? The amount and substance of the work used and the effect on the market or the value of the work. In considering whether some particular use is fair use, people sometimes think that, oh, a quote of 500 words or less is automatically fair use. It's not. 
or that 30 seconds or less of music can automatically be used in a podcast or in something on YouTube or on some other sharing site. Nope. In fact, there was a famous court case in which just the first bar of Roy Orbison's Pretty Woman was considered to be such a substantial part of the song's identity that using just those few notes without permission constituted copyright infringement. Still, fair use can provide a way for folks to use materials for some purposes, such as broadcast news reports, or reviews of materials for the purpose of commentary, or short passages in a scholarly work, or to satirize a work, and so on, without getting the copyright owner's permission, which can sometimes be almost impossible to do. So, this is a very short summary of fair use, and we encourage everyone to go to fairuseweek.org resources, where there's a treasure trove of easy-to-understand information on the subject. If you're someone who creates anything, especially things that use materials that others have created, from mashups to parodies to scholarly journal articles, learning about fair use is a really good idea. One of the videos on the Fair Use website by Brandon Butler of the University of Virginia attempts to sum up fair use in seven words. Quote, use fairly, not too much, have reasons. End quote. A good summary, but watch the whole video for a fuller description. If you're more of a comic book fan, one of the best and most entertaining explanations of fair use is available in a comic form called Bound by Law from the Center for the Study of the Public Domain at the Duke University School of Law. It's a free download at www.law.duke.edu cspd comics. If you couldn't write that down, these links will be on the webpage for today's program at www.weru.org. We have copyright in this country. In fact, it's the only property right explicitly mentioned in the Constitution. But it's also important to remember that copyright is part of a balanced social contract, and fair use is a key part of that balance. We celebrate and respect the rights of copyright owners, but those rights are not absolute. Fair use enables other creators to fashion some types of transformative new works without eroding the rights of copyright holders. So, as Fair Use Week 2019 rolls around in a couple of weeks, go forth and create. But do it fairly. And we'll try to keep doing our part, fairly, right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage. <music>